let's pray and then I'm going to read some verses before I get into the preach this morning. Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your greatness and we thank you for your presence. And we just give this moment to you. We give this morning to you and we invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us the very words of God. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm just going to read a passage, 1 Peter 2, verse 4 to 10, if you want to follow along. Um, in your Bibles, then feel free, and then we're going to get into the preach. So the title in my Bible says, Living Stones for God's House. Come to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by the people, but he is precious to God who chose him. And now God is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are God's holy priests. I'm just going to read that again. What's more, you are God's holy priests. That's all of you, all of you me, or us. Who offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of Jesus Christ. As the scriptures express it, I am placing a stone in Jerusalem, a chosen cornerstone, and anyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. Yes, he is very precious to you who believe, but for those who reject him, the stone that was rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. And the scriptures also say, he is the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that will make them fall. They stumble because they do not listen to God's word or obey it, and so they meet the fate that had been planned for them. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a kingdom of priests, God's holy nation, his very own possession. This is so that you can show, the, show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, now you are the people of God. Once you received none of God's mercy, now you have received his mercy. Amen. Isn't that great? I just love that. I was, when I read that last bit, I was thinking, actually, it's so true about us, isn't it? Once we were not a people. We're such a mixed bunch from all over the country, the world, different backgrounds. And we've, God has made us a people. He's made us Frontline Church. Isn't that great? So verse 9 we are a kingdom of priests in order to show the goodness of God. And that really is the starting point for this series. This is for all believers. This is for all of us. It's not just for special people. Our identity as priests has a greater purpose. And so we've called the series Benediction. Oh, I need to actually do that. Oh, there we go. I've never done the clicker before. Um, benediction sounds lofty. It just means uttering a blessing. And typically we use it to describe the sort of blessing a priest might give at the end of a religious service. But we're using it differently because in this context, in the context of Jesus, we're all priests. We're not limited. We're temples of Holy Spirit, aren't we? And we're called to live in a way that allows Holy Spirit to flow through us. I just want to take a moment to think about this. 
whoever believes in me, this is the words of Jesus, whoever believes in me, as scriptures has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. This morning we were praying, um, we have a lovely time every Sunday, if you ever want to join us um, in awakened prayer, and um, one of the things that came out was the voice of Jesus in Revelation, the sound of many waters. And it just made so much sense. I thought, well, yes, this is true. God is, Jesus says that the streams of living water come out of us. He says that we're the temple of Holy Spirit. And water language in the Bible usually refers to Holy Spirit. So the voice of the church, the voice of Christians, the voice of us, is the voice of Jesus. And it's no wonder that when Jesus is revealed, his voice will sound like many waters. So when we speak the truth and the words of God, we start in that process of Jesus being revealed already. So it's very, very exciting. Is it going to work? Oh, no. So, yes, yes, we've got movement, but no sound, because otherwise we would all be running to the loo. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that just me? I know it's not. So here is a nice picture of a river. And it's just to help us imagine we're like the riverbed. So put your eyes on this image on a part of the riverbed and have a little think. Is the water flowing into that point or out? And it is a trick question because the answer is both, isn't it? There's no point on the river there that you could say the water's flowing in or the water's flowing out. It's doing both. The river is in a constant state of receiving and giving, receptive giving. The riverbed is like you and me, and the water is like Holy Spirit. So this is how we can live. We don't have to conjure this up out of our own strength, out of our own ability. We don't have to store it up for a rainy day. We can live open-handed, open-hearted, open-mouthed, and be like this. But the enemy doesn't want that. Of course he doesn't. Of course he doesn't. Because this is life. Look at the little plant on the rock that's growing because of just the splash of the water as it goes past. So what does the enemy do? He He will bring temptation along our path and confusion and distraction to block or distort the flow of Holy Spirit in our lives. So I'm not going to dwell on this point, but I just want to sow a seed. Are you in the practice of asking Holy Spirit Is there anything blocking the flow of you in my life? Is there anything distorting the voice of Jesus in my life? And the Mythbusters series we've just finished, I think is a really fabulous way of thinking about the filters one, because that would be like a distortion. If you've got like a half-truth, it could be an agenda or a doctrine. There could be a kernel in there of good. But, But because it's wrapped up in not good, in lie, it becomes a distortion. And the block, it could be an instant thing, like the day that my contact lens fluid lid went down the sink and we didn't know about it till all the lights in the house went out and we found our children having a Paddington Bear experience in the bathroom because the sink had blocked and they had the taps on full. You you can have an object, can't you? A moment, you can choose to disobey God, you can choose to go against God, you can sin and there can be a kind of almost instant block, if you like, or a solid block. Or, like our kitchen sink at the moment, has become a bit clogged. And there's not been a moment of decision or mistake, but there's just the residue of everyday living. 
And it, it's just from all those greasy pots and pans, it's just got a bit clogged up. So the water doesn't flow. So think about that. Think about that in the light of Hebrews 12 verse 1, which encourages us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin. Okay? So it's not condem- condemnation. It's just being honest and clear before God. Is my stress levels, are my tiredness levels, are they causing residue and, dis- and blockage? So, the truth is that we can be like this river because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done. And he's done it once and for all. And the passage we're looking at today is from the Old Testament. It's from the days before Jesus where the people had to offer sacrifices. They had to go to a special place. They had to follow the rules. They had to go through certain processes. And we're liberated from that. So the ability to do what we're going to get into, which is speaking blessing, the ability to do that is not dependent on where you've been or what you've done. It's, more de- it, it's actually dependent on who Jesus is, who Jesus is to you, and how free the flow of Holy Spirit is in your life. Number 6, verse 22 to 27. So this is the passage that we're going to look at through the series, and I'm just going to take the first part of this, verse 24. The Lord says to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Just excuse me for a minute. Really familiar words. Anyone familiar with these words? They're in my hallway. I speak them over my children most nights before they go to bed. They're really familiar words. And to really help us to go deeper, I'm going to... be a bit creative with the language, and we're going to look at it from the ancient Hebrew perspective. But before I'm going to do that, I just want to remind us about this idea that Fowler Brennan has taught me um, about prayer, the idea of a bird with two wings. And I think it's so exciting that a couple of weeks ago, Pete Gregg came and talked to us about prayer, and he gave us this timeless um, sort of skeleton, if you like, the Lord's Prayer is... It was just wonderful, wasn't it, to have that teaching, and I'd encourage you to listen if you weren't here, or even if you were, to review it. And I felt to say, is there an area that you feel like you've been going around in circles in prayer? And perhaps, is it possible that there's only one wing on the bird that's flapping, and maybe it's time that we flap the other wing? Maybe it's time to flap the wing of blessing, because a bird can't fly unless it has two wings working. So if we look at this scripture, verse 24, in the ancient Hebrew way, it might read something like this. Yahweh will kneel before you, presenting gifts, and will guard you with a hedge of protection. I don't know what your response is, but I had a bit of a reaction when I read it like that when I thought about it like that. So I'm going to separate this into three bits and we're just going to go a bit deeper into each section. Yahweh will kneel before you. I feel quite emotional. 
feel emotional for several reasons, and one of them is because this is more like what our God is like than what the people out there think. God is always kneeling, and it's like a toddler coming up to you, and you want to hear them. You kneel down. Isn't it wonderful? God is always kneeling. He's always available. He's always accessible. But the people out there, they do not know that. They, do, they need us to speak it. They need us to say, the Lord bless you. Yahweh will kneel before you. And if you think of Jesus, think about his whole life. It's literally kneeling, isn't it? It's hands that flung stars into space started to carve wood. It's the mouth that spoke the planet into creation became the voice of a baby that cried. The whole of Jesus' life is an enormous demonstration of this very truth. That God kneels. He makes himself available, accessible, present with us all the time. He presents gifts. God is so generous. I couldn't think of an image to put here because I didn't want to limit it, so I thought I'll go for the whole world. <laughs> God is so generous. He spoke the world into creation. He spoke you and me into creation. And we're made in his image. And I think we're all familiar with this phrase that there's power of life and death in the tongue. We get that from the Bible, it's true. But do we really grasp the reality of that? There's power of life in our tongue, just like the power of life in Jesus' tongue. He, he, he didn't just make Adam and Eve. He made animals, he made fields, he made flowers, he made birds, he made the oceans, he makes a sunrise and a sunset every day. He is always, always generous. But the world doesn't know that. The world does not know the generosity of God and we need to speak it out to them. Yahweh will kneel before you, presenting gifts. And it can feel very, very scary, actually, very intimidating. Um, you know, coming up to speak today feels quite intimidating, so this verse is as much for me as anyone but we're told in Psalm 81 verse 10, open your mouth and I will fill it. So even when we are facing the most enormous need, we can trust that the creativity of God will release goodness as we open our mouth. And so we need to be prepared to take that step of faith and speak. We can trust the Holy Spirit will put words in our mouth that bring life. We can. And will guard you with a hedge of protection. So this is the keep you bit. What I wanted to find, but we didn't want to pay £12 for it, was a picture of a mountain goats and um, like mountain shepherd in a natural corral. Because that's what they would have done in those days. When they were out in the desert with their sheep and things, they would have created a corral, like a fence with thorn bushes to protect them and they would have slept inside that with their flock and so what God is saying is that when we choose to bless and speak out we have got the power to bring that person into that safe place into that hedge of protection 
where he dwells and where the mountain lions and the bears can't come. Now, we're not responsible, are we, for the choice? And I was thinking about this idea. Jesus says to um, his disciples, come with, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And I thought, well, it's interesting because fish don't really want to be caught, do they? And then we have this other story where Jesus says, put your nets over the other side and then they get an enormous catch. And you think, well, that, that's strange because fish who don't want to be caught are jumping in a net. What's going on? Jesus is going on. So it's not our responsibility to force anybody in to the church or into faith or into conversation. But what we can do is we can speak blessing, we can speak protection, and we can give them the opportunity to experience something that they've never known. We can give them the opportunity to experience Jesus. And it may take repeated experiences of God's goodness, of God's protection, of God's kindness before somebody might decide I'm going to give this Jesus a go. So let's not be afraid to be part of their story. Let's not be afraid to step out in faith and make use of the life that's in our words to give people the chance to experience his goodness and his protection. Just leave it up for a minute. So I've just got a story. And then we're going to go into a demonstration of the difference between intercession and blessing um, before we respond together. So as you may or may not know, I'm um, a GP and I work down the road part-time. But 15 or so years ago, I was a junior doctor. And at that time, we had loads of really exciting experiences with different medical students and doctors who we were having conversations with faith and they were becoming Christians. And there was one time where, I think it was probably the first week of nights I'd ever done, and I was terrified. And the other person who was covering with me was a new Christian. She'd become a Christian through another new Christian. So she was doubly nervous because she, you know, she was nervous about um, doing the job, but she was also very new in her faith. So we made an agreement. We said, well, let's just pray together for two minutes at the beginning of every shift, because between us, we were responsible for a whole massive part of the hospital so every night we met together and we we prayed God would you help us would you help us to know what we're doing would you help us um, to think clearly to concentrate to stay awake all of that and then we prayed for the hospital and we blessed the hospital and we blessed the patients and we said we we pray that these people will get better and not worse and we pray that these people would live and not die and when you were a junior doctor in those days, you had two pages on call. You had your own pager, which if they needed something on the wards, they would bleep you and you would have to phone them and go and do the job. And then you would have your arrest bleep. And that was one that got passed from person to person. And that was for when something dreadful happened, somebody who wasn't expected to, to die or to become very unwell, they would have an emergency. Maybe they would stop breathing or their heart would stop beating or there would be a threat of that. And then they, the nurse nursing staff or the medical staff would call the, the arrest team, the, the crash team. So when that happened, this one would flash and beep and shout at you and scream where to go. And you'd drop everything and you'd run. And you'd hope you weren't the first one there. And you'd hope that somebody else who'd done it before was going to get there before you and etc. And so this was actually one of the things we were afraid of because <laughs> we were on the crash team for the whole hospital. And it was a big hospital. It was the old one at Whiston. 
the whole week of nights, which was around Christmas time, which matters apparently, that, that bleep did not go off once. Usually it would go off a couple of times a night, maybe three. And it didn't go off the whole week. One of the other doctors who wasn't a Christian, I still don't know if he's a Christian, he was actually very antagonist about faith. He came um, into the doctor's mess the week later and said, what happened last week? I can't believe it. A rest bleep didn't go off once. That has never happened. And he knew it never happened because he lived on site and he kept one because even when he wasn't on duty, he wanted to know what was going on and he would go sometimes just to get experience. So he knew and he was actually a little bit disappointed because he enjoyed that kind of like, maybe I will be the first one there. Whereas the rest of us are like, no, please don't let me be the first one. So he came in and he said, what are you, some kind of angels to me and Rosie? And we just were like, um, well, we just prayed. And it, I trust, and I'm just going to speak this out over him now, I trust that that experience will somehow be part of his story. Yeah? One day, he will bow to Jesus and he'll remember the power of prayer when two nervous house officers prayed for two minutes a night together and agreed on something. It's really exciting. So let's put this into practice. Let's practice it daily. And it's needed now more than ever. The poor staff in Aldi yesterday, I went in just to buy one thing. And I just said to the man at the till, how are you? How's your day been? And he just had this long, dreadful story about people being rude and shouting at him and buying loads of stuff. And I just said, I'm so sorry. You do not deserve to be spoken to like that. It's not fair. And the, all the staff in the shop, they just looked really stressed. They are saying to me, it, it feels like people behave at Christmas, except that's for a good reason, and it's only for a few days. But, and so they're just feeling very stressed and very tense. And so when we drove past Aldi this morning on the way to church, I spoke a blessing over the store. And I just think that this is what we've got to do. This is what we can do. This is what we get to do. This is our joy. When you see an ambulance going past, bless those staff. Bless the household they're going to. Pray that things would go, get better, not worse. Pray that people would live or not, and not die. When you see a police car, bless them in the name of Jesus, that they would know the authority they stand in and they would be able to bring justice wherever they go, that they would have integrity and joy in their job. We can do this. So, please could I have my first group of volunteers up? We've got two groups of volunteers. Oh, I wanted to do this. So I've put this... Um, hi, Pip. Great to see you. I've put this back up because I didn't... I asked... Ker- Kerry's going to pretend to be God... And I asked her to find someone for me to bless. So I didn't know it was going to be you, but I, I actually hoped it was going to be you. So anyway, so it's just to demonstrate this is not prepared. And I am trusting now the Holy Spirit's going to do something like that water. Yeah, because this is a demonstration to help this come to life, but it's also real. So Pip, can I just ask you to stand over here for me? Thank you. And Kerry, you stand there. So Kerry is going to pretend to be God, and she's going to do this with no contact because of the rules. So, (laughs) no, she doesn't need, no, that's fine. Thank you. And I'm me. And so I'm going to turn to God, and I'm going to pray for Pip. And I'm going to say, hello, God. It's lovely to see you. (laughs) 
thank you that I can always talk to you. It's wonderful. And I just want to ask that you would help Pip to know your presence in her everyday life. And I want to ask that she would know how much you love her and that she would grow every day in strength and joy in Jesus' name. That's intercession. Yeah? Now I'm going to bless Pip. So you, you can stand however you want because... This blessing stuff, people don't have to know you're doing it. So they can know you're doing it, and then that's blessed them twice, because they're aware and they're blessed. But if it's not appropriate, or it's too difficult, or you're nervous, and it's only a new process for you, they don't have to know. So Pip could be doing something else, and I could bless her, and it would still work. Or she could be giving me her attention, and I could bless her, and it would still work. So do you want, do you want to give me your attention? Oh, I shouldn't touch you. <laughs> I th um, okay, so I'm just going to bless you in the name of Jesus. And before I do this, I'm going to pause. And I'm pausing to listen to Holy Spirit. And once you become comfortable with this, one of the things it gives you permission to do is actually prophesy to people without them realizing that's what you're doing. So... Pip, I bless you in the name of Jesus with strength for the days ahead. I bless you with courage that you would know that your God is with you. I bless you with an awareness of the significance of your life, which means that you live every day in the joy of the Lord. I bless your family in the future that they would be there. And you would enjoy them. You would have peace in the waiting and peace in the time. I bless you at work as you study that the facts you need will stick in your mind so they come easily when you need them. That your hands would learn their craft so that they would know what to do when you need them to. I bless your hands that they are hands that bring life. And they are hands that are going to bring life after life kindness after kindness and I bless you with an awareness of the kindness of God that you would always know that the kindness that flows out of you flows to you as well I bless you in the name of Jesus okay. yeah. amen thank you thank you you may go back to your seats so does that help put it, make it more real the difference between intercession and blessing it's essential as Christians that we make use of both of our wings because we want to take flight don't we we don't want to go around in circles so let's keep it in balance and let's put it into practice so second group of volunteers please so for a couple of reasons I felt like um, really to respond to this today it would be good to be outward looking so I'd encourage you to really think about what I've said about blocks and filters and process that at home. Process that on your families and your communities and, and do go there. But for the rest of this meeting, what we wanted to do is to focus on responding in a corporate way to this pandemic that we're in and to be outward looking in our response. So I'm just thinking about whether to get the band up or not. Should we get the band up? Yeah. 
I didn't think about that beforehand. The more the merrier. Come on, team. So I've asked these three wonderful people and to, to lead us to intercede and then to bless for the NHS, for the government and for the population. So you up for it? Great. Hooray. So let's stand to our feet. We've got about 10 minutes to do this. Yeah? So let's fully engage. You ready? Okay. So they've prepared a blessing and what, what we haven't managed to get it up on the screen, I do apologise. Um, what we would like is if you listen to what they say and then join in with, in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. So it's like an agreement, standing in agreement. So should we start with Joe? So yeah, so we're going to spend some time interceding all together. And then I'm going to speak a blessing which you can then agree with. Um, and... So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm praying for the NHS, the health service, and so are you. <laughs> so let us all start praying together for our health service. Lord, we pray for the staff, the nurses, the doctors, therapy services, other allied professionals. Lord, the clerical and administrative staff, God bless them, we pray. God, give them strength, we pray. God, be their rock. Lord Jesus, bless them, we pray. God, help them, Lord God. God, keep them healthy, we pray. We pray for the organizations. Lord, we lift every hospital, every GP surgery, every other healthcare setting. We lift them to you, God. Would you help them? Would you help them to, to, to fight this illness? To, to, to cope with demand, Lord God. We just pray for all those other things that are happening in hospitals that aren't um, about this virus, Lord. All those other illnesses that we're treating, Lord God. We pray, God, would you help us? Would you give us the resource that we need? Let's keep praying. Lord, look upon the health service and act, we pray. God, would you act? Help the staff not to be overwhelmed. Help them to, sta be, to stand strong. Strengthen teamwork in our healthcare organizations. Bring unity. Lord, please reduce the impact of coronavirus on all of our services, we pray. Miraculously increase the capacity of staff and facilities, Lord. And we pray for wisdom for managers to make good decisions. I'm going to speak a blessing now, and we're going to speak a blessing, and I'll, I'll pause and we'll say together at certain points, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. Hopefully, I'll kind of make it clear that that's what we're doing, okay? We bless every hospital, GP surgery, and other healthcare organization so that the peace of God will reign in those buildings. May you be blessed with the resources that you need. We bless your decision makers with wisdom, courage and strength so that you may combat this crisis effectively. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We bless healthcare staff in the name of the Lord Jesus who loves you and gave his life for you. We bless your health that you may be strong and well. 
In Jesus' name, we resist any sickness that seeks to affect you and make you unwell. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We bless staff and their families who may be anxious or fearful. We bless you with the peace of God which passes all understanding. We bless you that that peace will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. As you stand on the front line, we bless you with the security of the knowledge that the Lord of heaven's armies will be with you wherever you go. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Finally, we bless our scientists, virologists, public health strategists, and researchers. We bless you with the inspiration and revelation of God. We bless you with dreams from God and that Jesus may guide your footsteps, that you may find new ways of preventing, mitigating against and treating this illness. We bless you with the discovery of new drugs and new ways of producing vaccines. We bless you with all the resources of heaven. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, give us a, give him a round of applause. Hooray! We get to do this. We get to be part of the solution. You ready? So just as when we get to the blessing bit, try and open your eyes, raise your hands, and and be focusing out. If it helps you to turn, then turn. But focus out when you bless. So can we join together as Holy Spirit leads us to pray for the population in Liverpool, the United Kingdom, Europe and worldwide, for all who are currently affected in different ways by the coronavirus. So if we all just pray out our intercessory prayers first of all, and then I'll lead us in a blessing afterwards. Jesus we bless you for those living with anxiety and fear we bless you with peace and security that you may know the Prince of Peace who brings calm to the storm that you may know the security of God as an anchor in your lives in the name of Jesus we bless you for those currently in isolation. We bless you with the comforting, healing presence of Jesus. 
that you may know Emmanuel, the God who is with you, and Jesus as your healer. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. For those who are vulnerable, the frail, the elderly, and the sick, we bless you with protection that you will know God as your mighty deliverer. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. For those grieving the loss of loved ones, we bless you with comfort, that you may know God's strong arms of comfort around you. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hug. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you that you always hear us. Okay. Um, finally, we're going to pray for our politicians and our government. Okay. And before we do this, um, let's let's just do let's just examine our hearts. Okay. Um, God hasn't actually made any of us prime minister. Don't if you noticed. <laughs> Um, okay, he has made somebody else prime minister. Okay, and we need to acknowledge that before God. Okay, because we want to come before God today, not some first and foremost as voters, but as holy priests. God has given us a job. Okay, it actually has more authority than Him because we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And maybe He can't do His job properly if we don't do our job properly. Okay? And our job is to pray for him and the government and to bless them. Okay? In Numbers, it says, Numbers 23, uh, there was a guy who was, who's been told to curse God's people. And he said, no, I can't curse them. He says, I have received a command to bless. Okay? We have received a command to bless. So that's what we're going to do. So first of all, uh, we'll pray uh, for our, our government and, and our politicians. Let's just, just do that. If, if you're not sure what spirit, just, just pray in tongues. Let God uh, stir your spirit. Okay, let's, let's come before God's throne as his holy priests, as his holy priests, and we stand here, we've taken off our voters' hats, and we put on our priestly garments, and our role is to bless. So I'd actually like to lead you in a blessing, word, sort of phrase by phrase, okay? So Holy Spirit, I pray you give me your words to bless uh, the political leadership of our nation. Thank you, Father God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, 
in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the government that you have given us at this time. We thank you for the government that you have given us at this time. And in the name of Jesus, and in the name of Jesus, we bless our Prime Minister Boris Johnson. We bless our Prime Minister Boris Johnson. We bless his cabinet. We bless his cabinet. We bless the government. We bless the government. We bless all the opposition parties. We bless all the opposition parties. And we release upon our government and upon our parliament, and we release upon our government and upon our parliament wisdom from heaven. Wisdom from heaven. We release upon them supernatural wisdom. We release upon them supernatural wisdom. We bless them with ears to hear your wisdom. We bless them with ears to hear your wisdom. We bless them with unity across the parties. We bless them with unity across the parties. And we bless our government with your anointing. And we bless our government with your anointing to rule our nation at this time. To rule our nation at this time. And just as you gave Joseph, Joseph supernatural wisdom, and just as you gave Joseph supernatural wisdom to save many lives, to save many lives, so we bless our Prime Minister, so we bless our Prime Minister, so we bless our government, so we bless our government, so we bless their advisors, so we bless their advisors, so we bless our Parliament, so we bless our Parliament with an anointing in this day, with an anointing in this day to save many lives, to save many lives in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we bless our leaders with an anointing and we bless our leaders with an anointing which will spread out to our nation, which will spread out to our nation with peace and unity in Jesus' name. With peace and unity in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. This is in the authority of Jesus. So it's not about whether you feel like you can, whether you've done it before or not.